NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big. So use promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP, sign up and prop up today. And finally, we're brought to you by our friends at Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Hello and welcome to a special Friday edition of NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee, and I am joined as always by Zach Swiss Bank Broner. How's it going? It's going great, McKee. Thank you for accommodating my schedule. We're at 8.45 a.m. Friday morning podcast. Really uh, getting down to the grind. I feel like we're an NBA team, you know, punishing ourselves with an early practice here. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we are all about that grind. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Zach has finals next week, so he's not going to be able to record any episodes. So wanted to get one in today. Talk more about NBA win totals for this coming season. We're going to talk about the playoff teams that we didn't already talk about who changed uh coaches and so we're going to try to rip through these we're going to do about five minutes a team and just get right through it but before we jump into that just a couple of quick thoughts i wanted to pick your brain on the john wall for russell westbrook trade oh yeah holy shit i forgot about that um you know i think it was a bad situation for both those guys in their in their previous markets where whether it was the off the court, I wouldn't even call it issues, but the John Wall, I, I seem to be clashing with Ted Leonsis off the court. Russell Westbrook obviously wanted out of uh, Houston, and, and John Hollinger reported on his podcast that these guys knew for a couple weeks that they were basically going to be moved for each other, and they were kind of sitting around waiting for it to happen. So, you know, they were really the only two contracts that could be moved for one another. They're both such bad deals on the money they make. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I think. For Houston, I like them getting a first-round pick for Westbrook after people thought they would have to attach assets to dump him. Um, obviously, you're stuck with John Wall, but if John Wall is hurt and continues to be as bad as he was uh, from an availability perspective, that's going to help you tank in the future, as, assuming they do trade Harden. So. And for the Wizards, I think it'll help them chase the back end of the playoffs. So I think both teams kind of got what they want out of it. I definitely think the Wizards are an eighth seed now. Uh, it bumped their win total up uh, five games. Uh, we're not going to talk about them yet, but uh, we'll get to them eventually. So that makes sense that their win total would jump up five games based on the fact that John Wall hasn't played for the last two years and Russell Westbrook has played and was a legit all-star and was playing great up until the bubble. I think he had some like residual COVID uh, problems or whatever there was there. Or maybe there was already problems with he and James Harden because Woj reported that it has come out that uh, Harden had a slight preference of Wall over Russell Westbrook, which I don't I don't understand. I mean, he, he wanted Chris Paul out. Paul's gone. He wanted Westbrook in. Westbrook's in. Now Westbrook's out. Like, geez, this guy is just like a serial dater with these uh, – other this this backcourt duo you know yeah i mean i think it's to me it seems like a lot of that legwork and the reporting was done by the rockets i think they're doing a good job of continuing to posture like they want to win this year and they want to keep Harden because that just continues to you know they they're very patient and they're doing well so far but i would say all signs still point to Harden didn't really care about this deal because Harden already has his mind out of houston but we'll have to see and they seem yep. like they're going to start the season with him. So, you know, I think he, he did not show up to the first day of individual workouts yesterday, um, but apparently is expected to show up for the first day of practice. Obviously, it's something to monitor as you look at Houston's win total and kind of what type of team they're going to be this year. We already talked about Houston's win total in the last podcast. We said it was a definite stay away until you know more about what's going on. I've seen a bunch of different win totals. I, I, I 
actually saw an actual sports book put up win totals last night and the Rockets, we previously thought they were a 35 and a half win team. This book had it at 41 and a half, which I don't understand why it would be higher than previously reported, especially after moving off of Westbrook. But hey, that um, I think that the Rockets are still a stay away for those of you listening right now. Um, okay, let's jump into it. We're going to do five minutes a team. Uh, and rip through these 10 teams and their projected win totals. And we'll give you our pick over or under for every team. How's that sound, Zach? Let's get into it. How's that? All right. So Milwaukee Bucks, they have the top projected win total at 49. Uh, they're 2020. Okay. So just quick note, all of these teams played around 72 games last season because they all went to the bubble. So it's a fair gauge for their 2020 win total for the projected win total this season of 72 game season. So there doesn't have to be too much discussion around um, of the number of games they played last season compared to this coming season. So projected win total 49, 2020 uh, win total was 56. So well over the this year's projected win total. I'm going to read out the Kevin Pelton's RPM projections for each team as well. He claims over the last five years that he has done better than Vegas in his win projections puts in a bunch of data, simulates the season 10,000 times, and this is the win total he gets to. So he has, most of them are lower than the win totals uh, projected by Vegas. So take that for what it's worth. He has uh, them at 44 and a half. The Bucks have added Drew Holiday, Tory Craig, DJ Agassin, Bryn Forbes, and Bobby Portis. They lost Eric Bledsoe, Wesley Matthews, Robin Lopez, George Hill. Their starting five looks like it'll be Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Uh, they still have Mike Budenholzer as coach, even though there was some rumor last at the end of last season that he might be fired due to uh, postseason problems. Uh, he came out recently and said it's not necessarily championship or bust this season, which I don't know why coaches are saying this, but that just seems like he's already making excuses. First off, what do you think of this new lineup? They have a lot of changes, but um it's still they're still the top team in the in the East. Yeah, I think look, I, I think it's Drew Holiday was a great pickup for them. So I, I don't want to distract from that because that's probably the main thing to take away is they targeted Drew Holiday and they went balls out to get him. Um obviously they bungled a lot of the rest of their offseason sacrificed a lot of depth um and I, I think look from a playoff perspective i do think bringing in drew and and if dante divincenzo takes another step forward they should be a better playoff team this year than last year but at the same time i mean this season is championship or bust for the bucks like no question in my mind no question at all i mean they traded four first round four unprotected first round picks to get drew holiday um they have to keep Giannis and they have to re-sign drew holiday there's just so much riding on this season and the outcome of this offseason. So I, I, I definitely lean under with this team here. I mean, I think I actually kind of like Wait, the you're going to lean under. You're going to you think they're going to I mean, they're going to win seven less games than they did last season. I, I mean, I, I guess when you put it like that, uh, no, but th this is the highest total in the Eastern Conference, correct? Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think with the amount of pressure they put on themselves by being so good in the regular season the last couple of years. I mean, they've accomplished everything that this franchise needs to accomplish in the regular season. I think it's almost hurting them now that they go in as the one seed and everyone kind of sees Giannis as this vulnerable superstar. Like, you saw how eager the Heat were to go at them last year in the playoffs. So I, I think they really are going to be focused 10 times more this year on who they are as a playoff team, making sure they're rested and healthy getting into that. And with this lack of depth, I mean, they don't have the same ability to overwhelm you in the regular season with the with a really good nine deep rotation. I mean, once you take someone off the floor, you're putting in, you know, a Bobby Portis or a DJ Augustine where where last year you might have had, you know, a George Hill um or a Wes Matthews. So But I think I don't know if uh you know DJ Augustine and, and Forbes are a big step back from George Hill. You know what I mean? Or Wesley Matthews for that event. And they, they added Tory Craig, which I think can take a lot of those Wesley Matthew minutes. Um, they add 
I don't think Portis is a big step back from Robin Lopez as a backup center. Yeah, I mean, I think on paper, maybe no. I mean, there's obviously a reason why Tory Craig went for the minimum. But, but uh, yeah, you're, I mean, it's not such a step back. At the same time, they're going to be working these guys into this very unique buck system that had a lot of continuity um, going back for the past few seasons. You know, there's definitely, a, like you said, DJ Augustine and Brent Forbes, they're not chumps. They, they could definitely be good. But I just think from the tenor of what, where this season for the Bucks needs to go, I think they're just not going to prioritize the regular season at all. So I, I guess from my perspective, I think what my angle is here is I would take the field to get the one seed this year over the Bucks, if that makes sense. Like I, I would, I would yep. bet that one of those Brooklyn, Boston, Miami, Philly, Toronto, it I would take that group as a whole to be the you know most winning regular season team in the East, just because the Bucks have already kind of had their time of taking the regular season seriously. You know, we saw that with like the Warriors. You know, they took the regular season seriously, then they kind of got burned by it, and then the years after, the Rockets were the team that was getting that one seed, and the Warriors were getting the two seed. Yet they were still the favorite in the playoffs. So I would lean under here, but don't you're right. I mean, they they they. Were, they've been so good in the regular season that this is a big step back for them if they were to go under here. So it'll be yeah. it'll, it'll be a fascinating to see how they approach it because, you know, Mike Budenholzer and Giannis, they have literally nothing left to prove in the regular season but everything to prove in the playoffs. Yeah. I still think that while the East has some more star power in it, overall it's not that much better than it was last season. So I think that they could still roll through a lot of these teams during the regular season. I'm still going to go with the over. Also because if you remember that when they got to the bubble, they weren't really taking the bubble that serious in those last eight games. So they could have had more than 56 wins had the schedule been more quote-unquote normal. Yeah, I mean they were they were on a they were on a pace to be a Warriors esque historically good regular season team last year if the bubble hadn't happened. Absolutely. So uh, I'm still gonna go over. I think that Holiday is an upgrade with uh, Bledsoe as long as he stays healthy, and you know that's always a question mark. But okay, so you're gonna you like the Bucks under? I like the Bucks over. And Zach and I are going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. I know I did, and it really boosted my bankroll. Really happy for that. So thank you there, MyBookie. If you didn't get in on that. What are you doing? Seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where the odds, boosts, lightning deals, free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who the teams are, we know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or having playing MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique profits, and contests they offer every week. So sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also have a fully-fledged casino platform giving you all access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out and you don't have to wear a mask to go into a casino. So that's nice too. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So the terms are simple. You put in 200 bucks and they'll match you with another hundred bucks in your bank account. So it is winning season at my bookie. Come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And now back to the show. Moving on, because we are on a breakneck pace. We've got the LA Lakers. They have the second highest projected win total. Moving over to the West, they have uh, 48 right now. Uh, Kevin Pelton has them going at 43.3. Their win total last season was 52. So that would be over the projected win total this season. Uh, I think they're better this year. They've added Dennis Schroeder, Mark Gasol. They've added Harrell, Wesley Matthews, who's a savvy veteran. I mean, they lost uh, the pothead duo of J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters, and then kind of the knucklehead duo of uh, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. I don't see big losses there at all. Uh, starting five will be LeBron, probably Wes Matthews, and KCP in the 2-3. 
uh, Anthony Davis, and Marc Gasol. And I, I like the addition of Gasol uh, being in L.A. there because Anthony Davis won't have his have to play as much five during the regular season, but they can still rack up wins. And, and I do expect him to you know, probably move more to play more five minutes in the playoffs when they go with the smaller ball. But I, I imagine in the regular season they'll, they'll continue with a more traditional starting five like they did last season. Uh, where are you at with this team? So do you, I, I, I like them over. I mean, I, I actually, yeah, so this is a, I think they're going to be much better in the regular season because you look at, Last year, they had literally no identity when LeBron was off the floor. I mean, they were, if you recall, the sort of narrative with this team during the regular season was like, who they, they have they have no identity on offense other than playing through LeBron. That's why I, I really like the Schroeder and Harrell pickup for them because that gives them like a bona fide pick and roll duo on that second unit. Um, so when LeBron's off the floor, I mean, they're still, you know, Dennis Schroeder and, and Montrez, if they were at OKC last year, they might be, you know, a playoff type duo. So, I, I like that. Yeah, move. I mean, you—they added two of the best six men in the league last year. Yeah, exactly, and, and two guys who can really, you know, give them a a fundamental thing. This is what we do when LeBron's off the floor, and that thing is going to work. Um, I think very well. So, you know, I I definitely think there might be some sort of championship hangover. That being said, I mean, LeBron still chasing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in the in the NBA regular season. I don't I don't think he's going to like sit out I mean he's playing for his legacy so he's gonna play I mean a, a normal LeBron share the regular season he was really good in the regular season last year um so I expect I, I expect him to be there um you know it's actually Kevin Pelton really is projecting with these projections a lot of parity this year you know with all these with mm-hmm. a lot of teams squeezed up I don't necessarily see that to be the case so I like this over um just be, I thought Schroeder and Harrow I mean they might not help that much in the playoffs. They might not be in the closing five in the playoffs. But to be able to lean on that in the regular season, I mean, we saw how valuable that was for the Clippers with Lou Will and Trez. Uh, I expect a very similar uh, sort of setup here. So I, I like this over. Yeah. Uh, obviously, AD's locked in. LeBron's locked in. There's no questions hanging over this team with player options or anything yeah, like they that. Both signed exten- yeah, they both signed extensions. I think so. all, all is very happy in, in Lakerland, and I expect that to transit to this regular season. Absolutely, and I think KCP probably has a little more uh, confidence after his performance in the bubble and in yep. the playoffs. He he did well. He shot well. So um, hopefully he can take another step forward for them. Um, and Wes Matthews, a, you know, too. West, Wes Matthews, nice pickup. Obviously lost Danny Green, but he wasn't yep. making shots last year. So I like yep. Wes Matthews. Yeah, I forgot to uh, to list Danny Green on, on the losses there, but um, you're right. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we both like the over there. Um, don't think it's a big question. Uh, Boston Celtics are the next highest projected win total we've got on the board right now is at 45 and a half. Uh, Kevin Pelton has them at 39.3. Their 2020 wins was 48, so they would have went over that projected win total. Uh, they added Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague, uh, Aaron Neesmith, a uh, uh, backup uh, point guard at, four, at the 14th pick. A uh, big loss for them was Gordon Hayward. Uh, they lost Ennis Cantor and Brad Wanamaker, their backup point guard. Uh, looks like Kemba won't return until sometime in January, but the starting five will end up being uh, Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and probably Daniel Tice, um, unless they start end up starting Tristan Thompson. Where are you at with the Celtics? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really tough just because the the Kemba the Kemba Walker situation is a little sketchy. Obviously, you know, this really short off season and the lack of information gathering over the off season. I mean, Kemba seems to have a knee issue that might linger. Um, getting some stem cell treatment. Never like to see sketchy stuff like that. But you know, I think this team this isn't over if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both take the next step to being like bona fide superstars. I feel like. It was a little overblown how good Tatum was last year. He had that stretch where he was incredible, but he was still, you know, not, he wasn't a, he wasn't an All NBA type contributor in my opinion. He has to be that bona fide guy this year. Um, you know, losing Gordon Hayward, I don't think it's that big of a deal. He obviously struggled with availability throughout his time in Boston. They never really mm-hmm. figured out how to incorporate him, anyways. Um, but losing Kemba definitely definitely does hurt. 
Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's as going to be as big a loss for them with Hayward. Obviously, I'm not saying Hayward's not a really productive player, uh, legit All Star when he was coming into the team, but his in- he just was the worst case scenario with his injuries. They never knew when they were going to have him or for how long or yep. what level he was playing at. He was very inconsistent when he was on the floor. So, if anything, it might be nice to not have him as just a lingering thought right there you know i'm not again very talented player never complained about his playing time or being a third option or whatever um and with the Celtics, they have a lot of continuity with this team still even if losing him so um i like them this season i'm not sure about that win total i guess 45 and a half yeah i I do like i I like them the over i I think that this team is going to be good i i I like the addition of uh, tristan thompson and yeah, they lost Wanamaker as the backup point guard, but I think you know Teague is a savvy veteran. He can probably fill in enough for Walker for the first month or so. Yeah, I, I think Teague got people. People were criticizing the Teague signing. I think he's going to be very competent, and he's a good offensive point guard. Obviously, you know he's not viable in the playoffs, maybe because of his defense, but he can run. He can he can help run this team in January, and I think that's a great point about. The whole specter, and, and Gordon Hayward was a good teammate, there's no doubt about it, but there was still his free agency question hanging over this team last year, and his role constantly being questioned, like, okay, is he like coming off the bench, is he is he better than Kemba, blah, blah, blah. Now, you know, they know who they are. They re-signed Jason Tatum to a five-year extension, they already have Jalen Brown extended, they have Kemba under contract, and it's like, like you said, they are, they coalesced around this, around the Celtics team that with the Kyrie Hayward saga kind of behind them. Um, you know, this is Jason Tatum's team. So I think it's kind of on him and his development if this goes over. 45 and, and a half is a lot to ask. I mean, that's better than a 50-win team on an 82-game 82 82 pace. Um, but, you know, I think they have that potential. Um, if their young guys take yeah. the next step, you know, is Romeo Langford taking a step forward? Is Grant Williams taking a step forward? Those questions will have to be answered. So I would lean over, but... Um, I'm excited to watch this team this year. I feel like they are definitely one of the unsung teams. Uh, that was a that was a they they were favored to beat the Heat in the finals in the Eastern Conference Finals last year um, and make mm-hmm. a finals appearance. I mean, and that was a relatively close series. You know, if Bam Adebayo gets some arm on that block, you know, maybe maybe the Celtics win that series. So um, yeah, definitely, you absolutely they're right there. They're, they're really right there. So I, I think they're going to be good again this year. And I, I think for them, tell me about. Tell me about their 14th draft pick, Aaron Neesmith. I don't know anything about him. He's uh, Is he, he going to play at all? He was thought of as the best shooter in the draft. So I, th- I think he will play because he's a nice off-ball piece. He's a, a knockdown three-point shooter with maybe a little bit more playmaking. He struggled with injuries in college, which sort of held him firm in the middle of the draft instead of allowing him to rise. But I expect him to get minutes. Peyton Pritchard, they also drafted in the first round. He could get minutes, especially with Kemba. Um being hurt he's one of the most nba ready he's a four-year college player um so i like what they did in the draft but you know they always have a bevy of young talent and Mm -hmm. other than tatum and brown i mean how many of those guys have really taken a step forward so and now bring in bring in tristan thompson i mean how much faith do they have in uh robert williams and grant williams that's definitely called into question by that acquisition that they felt they needed to shore up that big man rotation um, you know, and Tice, I thought was really good last year. So he takes another step. He forward. was good, but he was good. But you could see him really burn out when it came to the playoffs. You yeah, know? I totally. think he was just I, I think bringing in Thompson is a really good move for them just because Tice was so beat up by going against bigger opponents all season long. I mean, he's not that bit. What is he? Six, seven, six, eight. As far as a as a five in the East. I mean, you're going up against some big boys there. So um yeah, I, I think Thompson won him a couple extra games. I'm going to go with the over. I like this team, but you're right. It is a, a lot to ask, but again, it's the East. I think they can beat up on some of those lower-end uh, teams. Uh, you like the over, too? Yeah. Okay, and after a quick break, and we'll be right back. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. If you're not already signed up, what are you doing? This this app is so much 
fun. And just in time for the holidays, we're teaming up with Thrive Fantasy for an awesome SGP merch bundle. Send in a screenshot of you joining Thrive Fantasy with promo code SGP and you have a chance to win $100 in SGP merch. Just email your screenshot into podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and you'll be entered to win. And okay, if you don't know what Thrive is, it's awesome because you can eliminate the countless hours of research and you just focus on the top tier athletes that make the biggest impact on the game. The guys you want to root for, okay? You know, if, if you're doing the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. NBA, you only have to choose 5 out of 10. But get started right now with the NFL. Figure out all about Thrive Fantasy. And then we're going we're gonna to really hit it once NBA season starts at the end of this month. We'll have plenty of Thrive Fantasy props for you. My listeners are going to be killing it. But definitely get in now with NFL. Get your deposit bonus, figure out how it works, and then we're going to fucking kill it in NBA season. All right. So just so you know, each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit, rack up the most points, and you win your share of the prize pool. They give away $50,000 in guaranteed prizes every week. That's a lot of money, especially for a newer app that doesn't have as many users as like a DraftKings or a FanDuel. Not nearly as many. So you have a better chance at winning some of that cash. So again, use promo code SGP when you sign up and you receive an instant deposit match of $50 on your first deposit. And make sure to send in a screenshot of that, of you adding it to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com to make sure you're entered to win up to $100 in SGPN merch from our merch store. Download Thrive Fantasy on App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today and don't forget to use promo code SGP. All right, we're going to move on to the Denver Nuggets. Their projected win total, 43.5. Kevin Pelton has them at 40.3. Uh, 2020, they won 46 games. Uh, could have been even more, but they were really banged up when they came to the bubble for those final eight games, if you remember. Um, they added Jamichael Green. They drafted Zeke Nanji and RJ Hampton. Uh, Nanji's going to be more of a project. Um, not sure, will Hampton play at all? Do you think? I doubt it. I mean, they have a with Mo, with Monte Morris already, and so I doubt it. Yeah. Okay. They lost Tory Craig, Jeremy Grant, who definitely was a big loss for them. Mason Plummy, you know, he was a competent backup. Five starting five should look like Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., who we all want to take a big step. They re-signed Paul Millsap for another year, so he'll be starting. And of course, the Joker. All right, this is your team, man. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like this over. I actually like this over a lot. This would make them, you know, around a 50-win team on an 82-win pace. I think they're right there. Obviously, losing Jeremy Grant hurts. From, but but remember that Jeremy Grant really emerged in the playoffs. He didn't even start for this team in the regular season. Um, mm-hmm. And he wasn't even really start. He wasn't even starting for them in the playoffs uh, necessarily. Uh, obviously, Paul Millsap kind of aged into a new phase of his career. But this team is really just so deep. I mean... You didn't, you didn't have Will Barton listed as a starter, but remember, Will Barton's coming back off that knee injury. He will either take that take one of those starting spots um, or be a really bona fide sixth man, which is what his role was earlier in his career. So you have Barton off the bench. Um, you, I like him as a, I like him better as a sixth man, actually. Me too, and I, I think the fit is probably better just because a lot of guys need the ball on that first unit, and Will Barton likes to have the ball in his hand. So, you know, maybe you have him as a sixth man. Now, I really like their front court rotation with, Jamichael Green, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic. I mean, all guys who can play the five, a uh, lot of playoff experience. So I just like that their, their depth. You know, you have Monte Morris. They brought in Facundo Campazzo, uh, best guard uh, in Europe, coming over from Real Madrid. Um, he's going to be an awesome addition to this team. He can play alongside Monte Morris on that second unit. Um, and, and they just continue. They're a team that's used to... Um, I feel like they're very used to dealing with injuries and struggling with injuries. They remember that that game last year when they had seven guys and they were a fourteen and a half point dog and they went up and beat Milwaukee outright uh, in the regular season. Um, they're really, they're, I feel like all that they've been building to is this amount of depth and they're very adaptable. Um, so I, I think they're a team that is very ripe to take advantage of the potential 
depth issues and rest issues that are brought on by this shortened COVID season. Um, tons of continuity. And you haven't even met. You haven't even mentioned the breakout star in the bubble, Michael Porter Jr. I mean, coming oh, exactly. into last season, he was just thought as a knucklehead that might not get much playing time, and he is a legit starting caliber player now if he can keep his head on right. Yeah, and they're and they're not shy about that at all. Tim Connolly in the first day of Media Day said it's no secret that we expect Michael Porter Jr. to take a leap to being a star this year. So they're going to give him all you can eat on offense. I'm really looking forward to seeing that because, you know, he shows so many ridiculous flashes as a shot maker in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just have, I think they're going to have a ton of confidence coming off the bubble, ton of continuity. Jamal Murray made the leap. Jokic made the leap. I think those guys are ready to, you know, press forward another year. They feel disrespected by, you know, the fact that the media still, I mean, they were talking about this all their media day yesterday, how, Oh, everyone thinks the Clippers blew that series to us. Nobody's giving us credit for beating them. Um, so I think they're, they're just a very, you know, a team that is very poised to just continue on their development path, and they have a ton of depth, yep. uh, a ton of options, and a ton of continuity. So I think if you're looking for a team that you know kind of fits the mold of what you're looking for in this COVID season, and you know we it very well could hopefully not matter that much, but they could, they can win in a variety and of ways, and I, I like them to go over the forty over forty three and a half, forty three and a half. I like them it? to go. I like them to go over as well. I mean, they yep. have been a great regular season team the last two years right they would have gone over that projected title win total the last two years so um with jamal murray taking a a, a big step in the bubble I, I like that confidence to carry over and i think and i think one more thing i want to point out with them is they they will be the one of the only teams probably the only team along with the utah jazz that has a quantifiable home court advantage this year because right. of altitude and, and and the altitude in the mountains um you know, it doesn't seem like many arenas are going to be having fans, but you're not going to want to go to Denver, have to adjust your conditioning to the altitude. Uh, you know, that's that's going to give them a little bit of an advantage, I think, and that no other teams will have. So that's one thing I have been circling with Utah and Denver. If if the consensus, oh, there's no court, home court advantage in the NBA this year, um, there still will be that, you know, whatever point, point and a half from altitude um, that, yeah. that you're going to want to factor in. Well, and depending on how they, we haven't seen the schedule yet for this season, but depending on how it goes, they might do a thing where, um, you know, LA goes to Denver for two, a couple games in a row. And so that means they would be having to play back to back or like, you know, two games in three days in that altitude. And that's not enough to get used to the altitude in just three days. Yeah. Am I right there? No, that'll be interesting. That'll be something that I know. I know Moonaf will be uh, all over that, all over trends with regard yeah. to that with Utah and Denver. Yeah. So, all right, we both like the over there. Moving on to the Eastern Conference champions, Miami Heat projected win total as forty three. Kevin Pelton has them at thirty nine point nine. Uh, they won forty four games last season in the regular season. They added. Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless, they drafted Precious Achua. They lost Derek Jones Jr., who is pretty much unplayable in the playoffs. Uh, Jay Crowder, which is a big, bigger loss, and Solomon Hill, uh, who's barely played, in, but um, you know was somewhat of a factor in the playoffs. Uh, the starting unit should be Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Myers, Leonard, and Bam Adebayo. Uh, or some combination of uh, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and uh, Andre Iguodala mixed in with that, with those five guys. Um, I mean, this win total would have them taking a step back. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a bigger deal than we think that they have Harkless instead of Jake Crowder, but you know. Remember, they didn't have Jay Crowder for a lot of last season, uh, or Iggy. They didn't have Iggy until really the bubble. So, uh, where are we at with this? Yeah, I think this number is pretty spot on. Um, I mean, I think, but I, I don't really have an immediate reaction either way. I mean, I, I don't think the bubble was a fluke. I don't think that at all. Um, but mm -hmm. it did kind of line up perfectly for what Jimmy Butler is all about. They got the best out of Goran Dragic. They got the best out of Jay Crowder. Um, and I think they can rise to that level again in the playoffs. 
But it just seems like Jimmy Butler is like, he's only going to get to that level in the playoffs. That makes I don't expect 72 games of bubble Jimmy here, um, if that makes sense. I mean, what do you think about that? No, I, I agree with you, but I don't think to get to 44 wins again, they need uh, bubble Jimmy because uh, Tyler Hero took a huge step, and I expect him, you know, he, he was barely playing to begin the season last you know he wasn't getting a lot of minutes to begin the season last year and he's going to be a legit you know he's going to be a legit scoring power for them people are, whether he's hitting his threes or not people are going to have to respect that and right now he's like going to be their sixth man and none was good in the regular season i know he had a lot of problems in the bubble but i yeah he was still like a a plus player during last season so I don't see why in the East, I think, you know, the East is still not as good as the West, so the, why they can't get past 43 wins again. Yeah, I guess I guess if I had to make a pick here, I would probably go over as well. Uh, definitely agree with you. Tyler Hero is going to take a step forward. Um, you know, guys like Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. And, and don't forget, I mean, the bubble was not that long ago. They're going to have a ton of continuity, a ton of confidence coming off that run. I think they really know how to play together. Uh, they have some more depth options now, bringing Avery Bradley and Mo Harkless. Um, you work in Iggy, maybe he's a little bit healthier. Obviously, don't expect much from him in the regular season. But, yeah, I mean, they have a lot to go off of. I think it's very good for them that they got the Bam Adebayo extension done early. You don't have that. I mean, they still they over. still do mm-hmm. seem like they want to chase Giannis, but that specter is not hanging over them as they go into, next, as they go into this season because – uh, you know, you know, Pat Riley will is always willing to make big moves like that. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably, yeah. I guess, I would lean over here. Um, and look, they, they, they. What I like about the Heat is that they think they're the best team in the East. You know, they don't back mm-hmm. down from anybody. They have such a mental edge, such a mental toughness about them. I think they're another team that's going to be very well suited for this regular season. They, they're down to play anybody, anytime, any place. Um, Clearly, you know, they have a mental toughness. They survived the bubble unlike any other team. So, you know, I think they're going to be very good this year. Um, I, I I would like to know more about the health of Goron because I feel like that could be a, a sort of trigger point for them. He was obviously playing at an all-star level in the bubble um, coming off that foot yeah. injury. He, he says he's at, he's at, you know, 90, 95%. So that would be a good sign for him. But he was a six man for them most of the regular season with none starting. Yeah. So I could see them being fine putting together a lot of minutes with while resting him at the beginning of the season and still winning games. Um, and coming into last season, you know, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero weren't thought of as going to be major factors. And now we know that they are legit playoff caliber players. Yeah, totally. And, and, None will have to bounce back from whatever whatever occurred with him in the playoffs where he went from being, you know, a rookie of the year candidate to a DNP guy. So that they'll have to address mm-hmm. that. I think that but but you know, I, I agree. I, I would I would lean over here, don't have a huge feel for it, but definitely think they're gonna be a really good playoff team again. Agreed. Okay. Moving on to the Utah Jazz. Projected win total is at forty three. Kevin Pelton has them at forty point eight. Uh, they won 44 games last season. They added Derek Favors. They re-signed Jordan Clarkson. They drafted a backup center who, out of Kansas whose name I can't even say. Um, they didn't really lose anybody big. They're getting uh, Bogdanovich back from injury. Remember, he didn't play in the bubble or the playoffs last season. Uh, starting five should be Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, and Gobert. I, you know, this team, you're right with saying that they're one of one of two teams that will still have a home court advantage, but nothing really excites me about what they did in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I think nothing excites me. They obviously have my most improved player of the year candidate, Mike Conley, <laughs> um, all, coming back on. That's this. right. I forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that bold prediction of yours. No, I, I actually like this over a lot. I mean, I, I think the Jazz are going to be pretty good this year. Um, you know, you get you get Bogdanovich back. He he's really good. I think the loss of him was definitely not talked about much in the playoffs. That allows you to bring Royce O'Neal or Joe Ingles back to the bench. 
um, and not have to play, you know, George Niang and and Jawan Morgan, which they were playing in that, in that nugget series. So, and don't forget, I mean, they have, they struggled with injuries all of last year. Mike Conley never really got comfortable because of his injury problems. Um, Playing with Donovan Mitchell, I thought they kind of found something in the playoffs, uh, when they they looked incredible, built that three one lead against Denver and then kind of collapsed. Um, but yeah, I think they could be an over team. I think you know they have a ton of continuity. Really, no excuses um, for why they shouldn't be good. I mean, they 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 this is a team that that Zach Lowe last going into this last year thought was going to be the best regular season team in the West. Um, I think you know they won forty four last year. Um, Again, in a shortened season, I like this over a lot. Um, pending availability of Conley, obviously, but they have a really good five. And, and um, you know, Rudy Gobert now playing for that contract extension. He's going to be hungry. Um, he was an absolute beast in the playoffs last year. Um, getting Bogdanovich I, back. See, me, I'm on the other side of this. I think you're giving them too much credit. I think they still have too many... Why they have a lot of continuity, they have still like personality issues and um, just fit issues. Like Ingles, Mitchell, and Conley are all guys that have to play with the ball in their hand. They re signed Jordan Clarkson, who is also another guy who has to play with the ball in his hand. Derek Favors looked like he took a step back last year in uh, playing for the Pelicans. I'm not sure what he really brings to the table much. And Gobert. We've seen him as a personality issue. He's going to want the ball even more if he's going to be playing for a contract. Yeah, I, they definitely do it. There's no doubt about that. Their chemistry is is questionable. That being said, I mean, I think organizationally they were clearly aware of that. So I, I, I assume they spent some amount of time working on that. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell got paid and Rudy Gobert didn't. And Donovan Mitchell got paid early. So that that might add into that. Um but I, I just still I think they have the talent to be to be a really good team this year. I have a lot of faith in Mike Conley. Um, but you know, like you said, there, there's obviously a lot of blow up potential. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like they have guys like yeah, Clarkson was good in the playoffs, but he also still is that you know gunning scorer type player who has the potential to rile things up. But I I, I like them over. That being said, I still don't think they're a championship contender, but I think they could win a lot of games. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm going to like the under just because I feel like other teams in the West are taking a step forward and they're going to need to win some game. You know, those those other wins are going to need to come from somebody. And so I could definitely see the Jazz uh, maybe losing uh, a few more games than they lost last year. And so that will put them right under their projected win total. But uh, you and I are on the other side of that. Um, let's see how things go over the next couple weeks if anything else comes out. And one final break to hear from our friends at Ace Per Head. So many of you are probably thinking about a career change right now since it's 2020 and there's a lot of unemployment and so many things are up in the air. Or maybe you just don't like your job working from home and having to crunch numbers from some firm you don't care about. I don't know. I'm just projecting here. Well, why don't you start your own sports book and just be your own bookie? How about that? All right. And then you don't know how you don't have to know how because Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Moving right along to the Dallas Mavericks. Projected win total, 41.5. Kevin Pelton has them at 39.9. They won 43 games last season. They've added Josh Richardson, uh, and they drafted two Pac-12 guys, Josh Green and Terrell Terry. Uh, they re-signed Trey Burke. They re-signed Willie Cauley-Stein. They really only lost uh, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, if you call, can call that a loss. Starting five should be Luca, Richardson, Hardaway, Kristaps, Willie Cauley-Stein. However, Kristaps still dealing with that injury. Right now, according to Pelton, they're projecting him for, for just playing 44 games. That all being said, they have returning from injury Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson, who are both really good players for them last season off the bench. Uh, Powell actually, you know, uh, played as a starting role for a while. Uh, 
So I like the over at 41 and a half. Why not? Yeah. Uh, they also lost Seth Curry in that trade with Josh Richardson. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot about Seth Curry. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I I, slam, I would slam this over. Um, look, they do have a lot of question marks. I think Kristaps health is a big playoff question to me more than a regular season question. I mean, I think Luka Doncic is going to make that leap this year um, into just a bona fide MVP candidate. Um, you know, I think he's a top five player easily. Um, they maximize this roster. I mean, he's a favorite. He's a favorite on the board right now for MVP. Yeah, and I think well deservedly. I mean, I expect him to be absolutely incredible again this year, building off just how effing good he was in the playoffs. Um, and look, not having Porzingis hurts, but look, they like you said, they have so many options to put around Luca, and Luca is such a fulcrum of everything they do, especially on offense. That you know, it, it's honestly not that big of a deal to lose Porzingis because Luca's going to generate dunks for his bigs and open threes for the other guys, anyways. Uh, regardless of who he has around him. Um, I like the Josh Richardson pickup. That allows Luca to take a little bit more easy role on defense and, and rest up a little more on that end. Jalen Brunson coming back, another one of my most improved player candidates. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a really, really good year. Perfect player to play off Luca. Uh, Trey Burke coming back. He can run offense. He showed in the playoffs. He can be a microwave scorer type. Um so yeah, they just have what do you think of that? Uh, what do you think about the Willie Colley Stein resigning and the Richardson addition? Richardson, I like. Uh, I think he will be he'll be really maximized where he has certified shooting around him. Like in Philly, he was mm-hmm. asked to kind of be the floor spacer. Now in Dallas, the space will already be there for him to step into. Um, so I think that will help him on offense. On defense, he can kind of get back to focusing on being that lockdown guy he was in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. And and Colley Stein. Collie Stein, I mean, he's nothing crazy, but he can obviously go up and catch a lob from Luka uh, on, a, on a pick and roll, especially with if you have, you know, Jalen Brunson and, uh, you know, Josh Richardson and Trey Burke spacing it out or whoever else is on the floor. So I like this team a lot. They have a ton of different and he's options. A plus, he's a plus defender. Yeah. I feel like Kristaps and he can play together. Yeah. And don't forget, they have Maxi Kleba. He was really good. Yep. And he was really good in the, in the bubble in the playoffs last year. Another guy who can shoot the three as well as be good defenders. So, yeah, I just think Luca is that good, and they really did a good job of building this roster well around him. Once they get Porzingis back, I think they're going to be a really good, a really scary playoff threat as well. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to play against Luca. He's just that good. Um, and at the same time, this is yeah. a pretty low win total compared to other teams we've seen in the West. Um, you know, is this team yeah. for sure, you know, three games worth of the Nuggets or whatever? I don't think so. I think they, they could definitely go over here. I agree. I'm I'm hitting this over for sure. Okay, we need to clip right on. We've got three more teams we got to get to. Uh, Toronto Raptors projected win total is at 41. Kevin Pelton has them at 43.7. If this means anything, I, th- I believe that's the only projection on this list that has over the Vegas projection. So uh, Kevin Pelton really likes them. They won 53 games last season. Um, so they would have to do uh, 13 games worse than last season uh, to go under. They added Aaron Baines. They added Alex Lynn. They added DeAndre Bembry. They re-signed Van Vliet. They lost Gasol. They lost Ibaka. Two big losses for them, but I feel like they can... Uh, put some of that production together with Baines and Len. Um, their starting five should be Lowry, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam, and Baines. I, what am I missing here? I really like this over. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think I don't really know what we're missing. I mean, Ibaka and Gasol are obviously tough losses, especially for the playoffs, but the marginal decline from Gasol and Ibaka to Baines and Boucher, uh, is not worth, I, I think, 13 or 12 games, whatever it is, whatever they're showing here. Um, keep in mind, Pascal's going to get a little bit better. Fred Van Vliet probably get better. OG Ananobi was incredible in the bubble and in the playoffs last year. He took a step forward. I think he'll take another, I think he'll take another step forward for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I, I like this over as well. I, I think, yeah, I think Gasol and Ibaka are obviously big names to lose, but I mean, my, but they played a lot. People forget they played a lot of games without them last season. Yeah, they were yeah. they were both banged up last season. Yeah, so. and and people forget, you know, Marcus Hull, like he kind of collapsed over the course of last year. Obviously, 
in spot minutes, you still like him as a, as a wily vet. But like Marcus Saul wasn't, you know, putting up 15 and 10 for this team. Like he, I think he averaged, you know, single digit points and rebounds. So, so they can, they can make up for that production in other ways. They can move up and, and definitely in the regular season, they could play Siakam at the five and Obi at the four. Um, and look, they have Nick Nurse. I mean, they're going to figure something out to be good again this year. I think you and I both have a ton of respect for Nick Nurse as a, as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really trust him to steward this team. They have Kyle Lowry. They have Fred VanVleet. I mean, they're going to be a tough team that is really confident and they think they're good and they're going to compete. So I definitely like this over a lot. And I, I think this is a way too big of an adjustment for not really losing that much. Yep, I absolutely agree. As far as these teams that we're talking about today, that is my lock on the over. Me too. My best bet, uh, Raptors over. Okay. Uh, Portland Trailblazers projected win total at 40 and a half. Kevin Pelton has them at 38.2. A slight note that he has Phoenix slightly ahead of the Trailblazers, despite Vegas having them behind in win totals. Uh, Their 2020 wins was 35. But uh, remember that Nurkic was uh, injured for most of the season. They added Robert Covington and his canters back in Portland. Uh, added Derek Jones Jr. and Harry Giles. Is it Giles or Giles? I always forget. Giles. Uh, they re- Giles. They re-signed uh, Kamaral Anthony and Rodney Hood. They lost Hassan Whiteside, which he doesn't bring any wins to the table. He's just all about stuffing that box score. Starting five should be Damian Lillard, McCollin, uh Wait, you just said... um, Derek Jones Jr. is going to start for him at the three. They already came out and said that, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Derek Jones Jr. started at the three, Covington at the four, Nurk at five. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. took a huge step forward in the bubble uh, as far as a shooter. I'd be interested to see how many more minutes they're going to be able to get him. I don't know. Is, is, Is Jones Jr. better than Trent? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I would. I would like to start Trent at the three, but I think. I guess they just think, you know, Jones Jr. brings him a lot of athleticism, defense, wing defense. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think they will definitely be able to find minutes for Trent Jr. I expect him to probably close games because of his ability to shoot. Um, but I, I actually like this over. I, I think the Blazers are going to be pretty good this year. Um, and with Dame and CJ, I mean, they're just they just have so much pressure to win every year. Uh, and be, and make the playoffs every year. They obviously really stumbled out of the gates last year, which put them in that playoff game scenario against the uh, the Grizzlies, where they had to fight like hell to make the playoffs. I don't think they want to put themselves in that position again. So I expect pedal to the metal regular season. They're I mean they're really deep now with the up option to they can bring Trent off the bench. They can bring Melo off the bench. Uh, Zach Collins will hopefully get healthy. They can bring him off the bench. Um, Anthony Simons, and they have a lot of they can throw a lot of different looks at teams. That, be, yeah, that's I mean, it. He could even play Covington at the five and go uh, a real quick small ball. Yeah, yeah. Or and Derek Jones Jr. on the floor will help with that look. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think their ceiling isn't that high from a from a playoff perspective. But look, this is a team that they they shown the ability to with really nothing but Dame and CJ um, and like Al Farouk Aminu. They, they've shown an ability to get up to that three seed or that four seed in the West in the past. So I, I actually like well, this. Well, and, and remember that when they got to two years ago, when they got to the Western Conference, uh, they had they didn't have Nurk and Ennis Cantor played starting uh, center for them and, and played real well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, the fact that they're going to incorporate him back in. And, and Nurk is now, remember, Nurk in the bubble was still sort of, you could tell he was still feeling the the... And I think it's more mental than anything, obviously, coming off that compound leg fracture. He should be much healthier this year, much more confident in his ability to move. His conditioning will be better. Remember how he would just be absolutely gassed in the bubble um, with the mm-hmm. effort he was putting forth. Now they have a little more depth, and he'll be a little healthier. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this over a lot, too. I think they're going to be a team that that will really be focused on getting off to a hot start. And, you know, I think... Dame, obviously Dame is Dame. I mean, I n- never bet against that dude. Um, he should be healthy and, and rested. Uh, you know, they had an early playoff exit. Um, so, yeah, I like this over. I mean, just just FYI, I think you've gone over for every West team we've talked about so far. Have I? Yeah. 
All right, so, so I, I, I might need to recount. I, I do like all these teams, though. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I might... no, I mean, I'm not. I I agree with you. That the Trailblazers look like they're going to be better. Um, I'm going to go under right now just because I, I I feel like there's a lot more. There's just so much talent in the West. Those losses are going to have to come from somewhere. Uh, I still might expect them to be like a playoff team, but. It's uh, I'm have to recalibrate a little bit, but I, I'm gonna say under right now. You're saying over, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, um, no, that's I, I'm, have to I'm still a little on, fucked though. up from uh, I'm a little fucked up from looking at these 72 win because like I guess I guess if this was a you know a 41 win team, they'd be like whatever 48 and 36 in a mm-hmm. on a on an 82 win pace or 48 and 34. I mean that would be a really really good season if they just pushed on the win total. So um. Yeah, I I should be reca- I should recalibrate this a little bit. But I do like this Blazers team uh, in the regular season. Um. But yeah. Okay. Uh. Last playoff team we're uh, from last season that we're going to talk about is the Orlando Magic. Projected win total thirty one and a half. They had thirty three wins last season. Um, they added Dwayne Bacon. They drafted Cole Anthony, the point guard, uh, uh, number fifteen out of North Carolina. Uh, they re-signed Michael Carter-Williams, Gary Clark, James Ennis. They lost DJ Augustine. Uh, looks like their starting five right now is going to be Fultz, Fournier, Bacon, Gordon, and Vucevic. Mo Bamba uh, seems like he's going to be back healthy. We'll see how they work him in. Uh, I think the Wizards and the Hawks are both going to be better and steal some of their wins. So... Uh, if they won 33 games last season, I could I could see them going under 31 and a half. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're going to be about the same team. Yeah, I would probably lean under here. I, I feel like, yeah, they, they kind of kept the gang back together. But they're just, they just are so underwhelming as a roster. I mean, yeah, like Vucevic and Gordon are, I guess, pretty good. But I think, I think at some point they're going to have to, you know, make a decision about are they have to go up or down i mean they've been the eight seed for it feels like forever now like you said i think washington got better i think charlotte got a little better i think atlanta got a little better i think chicago maybe is going to be on par with this magic team so i would lean under here you know they definitely just don't flash any upside whatsoever um and the biggest loss is going to be Jonathan Isaac out for the whole season. Yeah. I remember when he was in the first part of the season, uh, he was a big defensive factor for them. He looked great when he came back in the bubble for them. Once he got, once he went down again, that they just, they totally collapsed. So I think him being out might be alone a reason to go under. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, Aaron Gordon definitely could be, is, is going to be a name that'll be thrown around in trade talks as he always is. Um, so that could be another sort of fracture pivot point for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're just such a, they're such a, you know, they're so static as that bottom end of the East team, but I thought other teams got better. So I will, I will, in the I don't Eastern, think they make the playoffs yeah, this year. In the Eastern conference, at least I will show some ability to balance out my overs and unders. Um, I will, <laughs> I will go with, uh, I don't like every team. I, I even though I sometimes, act like that but I, I will i will go under here with the magic well yeah and, and and zach and i will have our we'll publish our final uh projections for every team Perfect. over or under before the season but uh we're just talking through this for the first time now so uh magic we both like the under trailblazers um we're about kind of split on that let's say trailblazers is a stay away for right now uh we our biggest lock is the Raptors over 41 wins. We both like the Mavericks over 41 and a half wins. The Jazz were a little split on at 43. Uh, I like the under, you like the over. Uh, we Miami Heat, I think you like the under for 43. I like the over. What yeah, I, w- I was Heat? sort of leaning under, but not totally sure yet. All right. Uh, Nuggets, we both like the over 43 and a half. Boston, um, 45 and a half. Uh, we're a little split on that one, but I think we both said over. Um, Lakers, we definitely both like the over 48. And I like the over for the Bucks. You like the under on 49. Did I get those correct? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I got to get 
Zach out of here so he can uh, go be a, a punctual law student. Um, make sure to subscribe on Spotify and uh, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at the Ryan McKee. Follow Zach at NBA Zach B. Make sure to check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all of our editorial coverage. And um, let's see what the schedule is going forward, but uh, we'll have a lot more episodes coming up for you soon. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.